Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Scorch Camel, with another wonderful episode of the Nosh Posh. I got a great guest with me. I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Hey, guys. Uh, so my name's Conlon, and I just said guys, but folks is more adequate. It just kind of slips out. But yeah, my name's Conlon, and um, I'm Ricky's friend. We met in 2018 because... That's when I had my hair and everything. And That's stuff when like that. yeah. he would. Uh, I remember he told me he would go in and take a shower and wash his sins away every day, and all the Jesus jokes were just running like, like a river every time <laughs> this guy walked anywhere. I feel like that, I feel like that was kind of too close to me because I kind of I have the tendency like to project a little too loud. That's fine. Cool. But um, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, of course, dude. You know, and like it's funny too because I was talking about this yesterday and the day before. Mm. Uh, accidental long relationships accidental you know like, yeah. like i've known you for two years and it right. almost doesn't even seem like it. it no it feels like we just met like a week ago <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean and, and like we're always we're always just like moving with each other but yeah. like parallel you know what i mean and that's a good thing about exactly it, you know exactly. Yeah. it's not lateral movement at all we are <laughs> yeah. always moving forward with yeah. each other it's like i remember how i think we just we've ran into each other the last time i saw you before this was at safeway right Actually, no, you saw me at the mall, I remember, over at Spring. I saw and you at you the mall. To, you were going over to Hot Topic, yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, it was Tilly's. Tilly's, But I, right. for some reason, pointed to Hot Topic, and I'm like, <laughs> I hope he doesn't try to go in there, because <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be there. No, it's funny, because whenever I'm with my dad, my dad's just like, I need to do the things I need to, and then we're out of here. All right, what do you want to do next, Ricky? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? I was like, I was going to see my friend, but, you know, I'm hanging out with you first, so I told you ah, I'd hang out with you today, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not just going to change plans all of a sudden. You know what I mean? And, like, that's, that's the reason why I didn't hit you back. But also. Like, what's funny about that is uh, what I really like about, like, a lot of the friends that I have and I actually have love for, you know what I mean? Because I love you, you know what I mean? Oops, like, know. stuff like that. Because you actually, like, reciprocate stuff, and I could tell, you know what I mean? With shit, because you're not a bad person. What I love about the accidental relationships that I have and stuff like that is just, like, with my best friend, like, I, I told her about you, you know what I mean? And stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it just happened to be two years, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, and then I told you who she was, and you're like, oh, that's right. Of you know course. I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, people yeah. people could literally know you, and then, like, two years later I'll know somebody else, and I'll be like, hey, so this is a guy named Conlon. They'll be like, oh, Conlon, I love that guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, nice. It's cool to be like, uh, it's like a big jello mold, and we're all just like pieces <laughs> of like cherries and fruit <laughs> chunks in it. We're just shaking around. Shaking and sometimes, it around. Sometimes we get in the same slice, sometimes we don't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's so that's a good metaphor. I yeah, like the that. universe will slice it up, and we're there together. Yeah. Well, it's cool. It's great because we live in the same city, and Stockton's pretty big. This. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is a. That is a gaggle of dogs right there. That, that is, is a. That's some gangsta ass dogs in a fucking SUV right there. For those who aren't here, which is. 98% of the people um, It was just like a huge Just like GMC With three dogs Out of the driver's seat Not any of the passengers Go ahead Oh yep We got some Hound patrol going on There's a huge <laughs> Truck It's still It's like going five miles an hour It's just dogs barking at the people Because we're out at Victory Park And there's plenty of people For dogs to be barking at It's Shouts out to Pitboy He always sometimes does his little barking thing like all dogs do and he gets me distracted on the podcast a little but i wouldn't be able to live a day without him i'm telling you that that is baxter from anchorman (laughs) one and two and that is the only thing i see dude i'm not gonna lie when i was in boot camp and like we got to watch movies and medical every once in a while and we watched anchorman and i saw baxter and I was sad because I was like two and a half months away from my dog. Oh, and yeah. I saw Jack Black kick Baxter and I was like, damn it. So I was like, my dog. I was like, I was missing him and shit. Stay away, <laughs> Jack Black. Stay away. <laughs> yeah, Jack Black can't meet my dog. That's all I know. No. Uh-uh. That I'll is... meet Jack Black and I'll be holding on to my dog. He'd be like, hey, man, can I pet it? I'd be like, I don't trust you. We're not going near any bridges. Yeah, we're not going near any bridges. Wasn't he eating? He threw, Ron threw his burrito at him. <laughs> was bur- that yeah. it? He's like a motorcycle dude. <laughs> <laughs> like... 
Like total like not Jack Black at all in real nope. life? No, not at all. Not at all. Like if, if I saw Jack Black riding, riding a motorcycle and I threw a burrito at him, he'd probably catch it, eat it, and fucking sing beautifully and then drive away. <laughs> like he just pulls out some tenacious D and then like that's it. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's a spiritual experience seeing him. Yeah. Yeah, he has something. He's chewing on He's munching on it. It looks like fur. Maybe it's just a leaf. Yeah, he just grabs like little bits of nature and does his thing. <laughs> I love like, that. I was telling I was telling my friend uh, Jacob about that yesterday. He was like he was like, man, don't you ever give Pit Boy like toys and stuff like that? And mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, I was like, kind of like how I always treat my friends and stuff like that. Like I don't fucking just like I don't know like I guess like give people like toys or gifts or anything like that. I'd rather I'd rather have experiences with them. Yeah. And so the way that I treat my dog is I'd rather have them be outside in nature because they're like compact wolves. You know that's what dogs are. Yeah, you know they I mean? are. And 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 even though they're dumber yeah. than than wolves because we did like domesticate you know, domesticate them and stuff. Mm -hmm. They're still wolves and like I guess since I don't buy him toys, I take him over to parks and he'll grab nature and stuff. So he's like smarter. So we're like, he can have his own fun, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I do. So I feel like if you're giving a dog a toy, you're kind of dumbing down that side to them. You're treating them like they're not a wolf. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like, I mean, it's not the same thing as like giving a baby a pacifier, like a little shaker, because, you know, babies just want to be entertained. But with a dog, if you're doing that, dogs still have that nature inside of them that wants to find nature, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't want to crush that and part, with, which is good. I'm glad you're doing that, because... Keeping your dog sharp. Right, exactly, yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like, dude, he's so smart. Like, yeah. look at him, like, he's without look at a leash. Ears. He's just doing his own yeah. thing. He's just, yeah. You, yeah, you stroll up. He strolls up. I waited for him on the steps of the museum. And this dog has no leash. And I'm just like, wow, I respect that. Because there's a lot of people here at the park. Yeah. And <laughs> there's a lot of people with their dogs on leashes. When I did that, when I did two interviews yesterday with these guys who were preaching Islam, and stuff like that who were amazing guests oh I they were beautiful yeah yeah they're they're great they were uh i'm gonna put them on one week i'm gonna talk about religion i'm doing i'm gonna do one episode of just me i'm gonna do three episodes a week right uh one episode of just me and then two with guests and i'm gonna do them all for one week because it was just like the imam was was the first one that i interviewed and i was for an hour and then one of his disciples and like oh, he he was okay. he, I did talk to him for thirty minutes and he was like this guy who was like sixty something he looked like dude he looked like forty at oh, most he he, had, he has a hard life but like I could just tell his soul has been taken care of you know what yeah. I mean yeah oh I love like, seeing that yeah and both of them you know what I mean they looked great and they were great guests for that and like Pitboy was there and he was barking and doing a bunch of stuff and everything and there was like motorcycles like really loud like so the quality was a little bit bad on like the episode for like five minutes altogether of the hour yeah but like he still kept on talking and everything like that and people was doing everything and like what's funny about the podcast what i noticed is like controlled chaos mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i love it because everybody keeps on telling me like oh i can't wait till you have your own spot and blah 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 and stuff like that and be like no what i'm gonna do is probably still go to parks and i want to hear that breeze yeah i want to hear this kind of because it's that's how you have conversations anyway in real life right there are things that go around and if you hear it in the podcast i want you to like click on the podcast and it's almost like you stumbled into something that you shouldn't have stumbled into you're like oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to be in your conversation you know what i mean yes. like and that's that's how all of them have been you know what i mean and it's kind of funny because that's like a good way to do it because like especially with like you and me like everybody was asking me all the time like you didn't everybody asked me like oh what's your podcast about and i can't ever tell them that it's like oh well i you know all this because it's so long and i'll just right. be like just trust me and the people oh, who that, that do trust me and they are open enough to do it like there's this one uh, my one coworker, her name's cat she was really, really smart. And I didn't have her on the podcast yet because I had to pick up my mom mm -hmm. or whatever. But uh, I'm going to have her on a, on a future episode. She was really, really smart just talking to her. Like, we were, like, smoking a blunt and stuff like that and just, like, chilling and talking. And she was asking me, like, a, about a little bit of advice about, like, dudes and stuff like that and this guy that she wanted to talk to mm -hmm. or whatever. And, like, bro, like, she was, like, really intelligent and articulate. And I feel like I break down that barrier for people into the podcast why would i want to take out the the breeze that's coming through in the park yeah or the barking that's coming from the dog or the people that walk by to say hey how's it going what are you doing 
and we like stop for a second and say oh we're doing this and then they leave you know what i mean like that's so yeah. like like you're just a part of the life you know what i mean and that's what that's what i'm doing is like i guess my podcast i always make the joke is like it's about the nosh lifestyle because i'm just nosh as fuck you know what i mean that's my word <laughs> i branded it yeah. copyrighted and trademarked and everything that's my trademark is like it's about being nosh you know what i mean that's why i said scorch camel because when i was with cheyenne we were watching uh the beach bum with matthew mcconaughey i've seen it and it's a great movie but in the character uh he plays his name is moondog mm. And so I was like, bro, I love dogs. And I'm like, I definitely like feel alive like during like the nighttime and stuff like that. But he already took Moondog. I was like, what's a good thing that I do? And people always tell me all the time, like, especially since I'm like part Arab, like a camel. So I was like, oh, a camel. And yes. then I was like, I rap, I spit bars, I spit heat. I was like, scorch camel. I was like, and that's yes. how I thought about it. And that's, oh, that's, that's my And that's my moniker. A camel spit. Yeah, camel, <laughs> camel spit. Camel spit. And, thank, and thank you. See, and like, it has layers to it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, scorch and camel. That's really good. I like that. <laughs> right? Thank you. thank you. Yeah. It's a good origin story. Right? Yeah, it's good. This is a, this is definitely like the, the, the podcast episode that's giving you Ricky's origin stories for sure. Like, I'm getting a lot of information <laughs> in this. Thank you. <laughs> right. That's just we haven't hung out in a while and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's been a minute. And we have like a whole hour. And if you haven't noticed, it's only not even been 10 minutes. Not and even like, 10. And like, it, it works perfect because I always say, uh, I always make the joke now in a lot of my episodes it's uh, the circle of life Mufasa like and I go full circle with my conversations and stuff like yeah. you're not going to notice that there's been a theme in the whole conversation we've had but once we go right back to it at like that 57 minutes you'll be like oh that's right there's the theme yeah. he had it so when you do that theme is that going to be planned out the whole time do you have that in your head or does it just happen naturally I, I have like it I have it planned out slightly because I okay. know you guys and that's what I mean about the accidental relationships see how I went full circle yeah like with the accidental relationships yeah. thing I realized how how parallel it is and when I noticed that with the flow of how it is and how easy it is to talk to you, I know that I can keep it concise. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the best part about you it. You don't really need to like have a script to stick to per se. You, it's just bullet points, but you you understand our relationship and it will just unfurl to that naturally. <laughs> right. Which is great. That's a good way of going about it. And it's cool because, you know, going back to what you're talking about, having it organic, having these, you know, you don't want to block out the wind sounds and the motorcycle rumblings. Instead, it's like it is like stumbling into like this little layer or like this like chunk of the world where you're like oh fuck what is this you know like there's a helicopter above what what, what is this a podcast this yeah. guy's crazy it's you know oh it's unprofessional oh it's not clean well it's field recording it's going out and it's living the life that we are living this is kind of what we are to take that out to have us wearing like microphones and headphones would kind of just stifle it a little bit i mean not that there's anything wrong with that. Mm -mm. If there's two people, you know, doing a podcast in a building, there's nothing wrong with that. And it works because the human ear likes that. But, you know, the human ear is also in stereo. And on the left, you know, there's geese and there's water. On the right, there's people walking and stuff. And, you know, to have that experience, I think, is staying true to the natural form. Which is exactly what you're doing here. So, mad respect, Rick. Oh, yeah, thank mad you. respect. That's Got good. It. You're very Scorch, articulate. Yeah. Thank you. I try to, I've, uh, for like the last 19 years of my life, not chosen my words carefully at all. I guess as a baby even, because <laughs> I include that, but because I'm 20 now. But um, trying to change that a bit, trying to, though, like sometimes I'll just get caught up talking to people. Like, for example, the other day I was at Safeway. It was actually the same day that I saw you. Mm -hmm. um, I saw you with, uh, who, who was it? It was Seth and, Seth and, uh, and Ian. Ian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was like, before that, getting checked out at the grocery store, and I um, was like getting the bags done, and the lady asked me, oh, do you want paper or plastic? And I was like, paper. And she was like, oh, one of the handles is ripped. And I'm like, oh, it's okay, I can handle it. And then she was <laughs> like, oh, nice pun. And then that started like a 10 minute conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I felt really bad, because like people were starting to pile up after it. But in the meantime, 
dude, I just had tunnel vision and that's just what happens. I get tunnel vision and I'll start locking in and talking to people and I forget everything around me. Like there could be bullets going on and I'm like, yeah, but I mean, we're talking about our favorite shoes or something, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and that is kind of hard to live with to try to like control because it has its benefits. I guess I'm easy to talk to. I've always been fairly easy to talk to and I have like, I guess just a lot to say about a lot of things, but some days are bad days and I feel like the brain and the heart aren't really in the mind, aren't really communicating what they should be saying out loud, you know? Right. This happens to be a good day. I feel good. Like it could have been a bad day. I couldn't find my car keys this morning. <laughs> I tore up my whole room trying to find them and like I couldn't, um, I broke my toaster. I like a little knob fell off of it and it like fell off almost shattered but luckily it was plugged into the wall like the extension cable going out of it so like it didn't shatter but you know all these things could have set me back instead here I am and I feel good I feel relaxed you know I feel happy with this atmosphere it's great we're right by the rose gardens and stuff and mm -hmm. I don't know maybe I think that's just my that, that, I'm a tourist maybe that's just like my arts beauty side like oh it's beauty here so I can finally be relaxed <laughs> I was talking to uh, I was talking to my friend Garrett about that. Now I can say he's my friend. At first, he was my coworker and kind of the accidental relationship thing. I've known him accidentally for eight years, <laughs> right? <laughs> I love like the numbers just get pushed and <laughs> yeah, pushed, pushed to and the pushed, limit, dude. Yeah, and like and like you know now I can say he's my friend because I really fucked with him on that episode. And he's a really a smart, articulate guy. And the mm. two things I liked about the points that you brought up is one, yeah, the natural thing, mm -hmm. and like you can't even say just because you're a Taurus or <coughs> anything like that. The thing about human beings, just like when I said with Pitboy earlier, is like you crave that nature. Because when you were talking about giving the baby a pacifier, now you said a baby. Now what about a toddler? Now toddlers start getting excitable. And my mm. friend's daughter, she's two, and yesterday we were hanging out, and she would literally just run around, look at me, and just scream loud as possible with like her hands on me and like slapping me, kind of, and then just run around and stuff. And you know what that is? That's an element of chaos, yes. right? You know what I mean? And that's the yeah. thing about nature is nature is so chaotic. Mm. That's not, nothing can be more chaotic than nature. So when you bring something like a toddler or like a dog or us into it, it humbles us. You know what I mean? And when you're talking about feeling comfortable and stuff like that, looking at the rose garden, like stuff like that, what that means is you have proprioception. So you're you're, you're very perceptive about your own thoughts and your consciousness. Oh, yeah. And you use it as a way to make yourself better. Yeah. And in a toxic way, you can use it to make yourself worse. You're like, I'm a product of my environment. That's a negative way of thinking about it. Or you can say, I'm a product of my environment. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Everything sucks. Everything sucks. Everything you know I mean? sucks. Yeah. The world is so chaotic. The world is so chaotic. Exactly. I'm free. You could do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was talking about how words are spells, kind of. You know what I mean? Like in in two episodes, and yeah. and words are spells. And the inflection that you can use. That's why we have tonal yeah. languages like Chinese, uh, uh, Japanese, Tagalog. Well, I guess it's all like hiragana and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But like, like they use tonal functionalities because they mean different things. Mm. So for us in English, we got rid of the tones, and now your personality can shine through the the lack of tonality it's into true. what you add to it's it true yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. english is the biggest language in the world because people have noticed that it's the hardest language in the world but because it's so hard and so difficult you can simplify it and then use your own personality to it and it's weird as fuck yeah, to think it is about weird as fuck. And you think about like the same word look at a dictionary you know all the words in there and then think of the words that you use on a daily basis you're probably using what one to two percent of those <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. just recycling the same stuff over exactly if, if that's what you do, you know, but if some people who choose to have like a larger vernacular instead of saying vernacular instead of vocabulary, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So English is a trip, definitely. And 
it's crazy too how yeah it's that that's the one language where if you go somewhere if you go out of the country probably people are going to be speaking english and it's i kind of ironic i guess maybe that's not the right word but i guess i think it's kind of sad how we aren't learning other languages simply because they're not to that same like you said the level of you know allowing your personality to shine out that worldwide appeal that english has say we're not learning spanish in public education i think we should be i think we should be learning another foreign language and sticking with it because you know the longer the younger you are when you learn this language the more you are likely to pertain it and the easier it is too so your brain is molding and filling in all these parts of the world that you're taking in and giving it and to nurture it with another language especially in the valley especially in california you should be learning how to speak spanish definitely i think that's super important i just and i just think spanish sounds cool like i like hearing <laughs> yeah. spanish i like yeah it's it's a good time spanish is hella sexy bro especially like as a man like hearing a woman who speaks like fluent spanish bro it's like and like they roll their r's and they have like a certain way about them like mm-hmm. when they talk they have like that like fire to the them inflections. When they, yeah, the inflections yes, yes and that's the thing about personality and why i think with english it's so easy with people mm. compared to every other language because you almost fit into a category of your culture mm. and a lot of people yeah. a lot of times are always just like oh white people don't have their own culture and right. like that makes me sad because i don't know what white is like i don't know what black is either like it's i true. ask people i'm like oh are you african-american i don't ever ask that they're black right i'm just like i'm just like oh are you african-american because there's different forms of africans there's afro-caribbeans there's african yeah, africans absolutely you know what i mean there's african europeans there's parisian africans parisian africans outnumber parisians just because of the amount of people that there are there yeah and how much they've colonized out right. you got to think about the amount of english speakers that there are in the world outnumber the english mm. we're not english no my dad was born in england but we don't have any actual anglo-saxon in me oh interesting you know what i mean i have right. a lot of i have a lot of like dutch jewish uh, Lebanese and Polish in me. I don't have any fucking Anglo-Saxon in me. I could, maybe if I took a genealogy test, I'd maybe, maybe have like 14% or something like that. You know, who knows? In all actuality, we're all mutts, you know, here in America. We all are mutts, yeah. yeah. And like, that's what that's what this dude was talking about yesterday. He was talking about how a lot of African-Americans, the slave masters raped their mothers and their grandmothers and stuff like that. So they don't, obviously they're mixed. You know what I mean? He's, he's like, I accept that. Because I asked him, I was like, you're African-American, what are you? You look like kind of mixed, you know what I mean? Yeah. And stuff like that. He's like, I might have some Cherokee in me, but also I don't know about my slave master and what he introduced. And I was like... That's a good point. And that's the thing that people don't understand about. He was like, you know, and he was talking about that. And that's like, that's beautiful. Because I was telling my friend Garrett on the other episode, I was like, I don't see color. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a shitty thing to say because people have ruined that phrase. Well, they I don't have see ruined color. that phrase. Oh, yeah. But what I see is green. Because I'm a businessman now. Mm. You know what I mean? Cash. Yeah, and I see the cash. <laughs> cream, of it. man. Yeah. It's cream. cream. Wu Tang said it first. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and that's the thing is is <laughs> is when I see things like that and with hip hop, hip hop looks super green to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And people can say all the time, oh well you're you're Caucasian, Ricky, so you're a guest inside the culture, and I am. Right. And what I'm doing right now for my album and what I've realized what I've had to wait for is there's this guy named Kareem who's been my neighbor. He's another accidental long term relationship I've known for a year and a half. Beautiful. He's gonna help me next Thursday on my album. And what I need for him is because he's the OG. He's been through it. Uh-huh. He's he's real as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's been through some stuff that I haven't been through. And he's been doing hip hop for so long that he's like, I don't give a fuck about the money. He's like, we're going to go 50, 40, 10% over to your pops. And that's how much he just respects me. He's like, he's like, you need to give 10% to your dad because your dad's cool as fuck because he knows my dad. That's and I'm awesome. like, and it's love. You know what I mean? That's love. And I was yeah. like, I was like, okay. And I gave him the fucking handshake where I look at him dead in the face and I do the handshake because that's an American business deal. Yeah. Is the handshake. It's Other a people handshake bow. Deal. Other people do things like that. You know, they, they put their hands together in a prayer thing. We handshake. Yeah. And that's an official commitment. That's and I've been, I've been telling everybody for my podcast, nothing on Thursday, nothing on Thursday. Cause I'm, I have my day off. He has his day off. We'll hit each other in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. 
I'll do maybe a couple episodes by myself on my podcast, wait for him, maybe fix up some of my beats and stuff like that, and then just go into the studio and just murder shit. That's awesome. You know what I mean? And yeah, like yeah, you yeah. set things up like that with people, I see you as green. Like, sure, you can say he's African-American. You can say whatever he is and stuff like that. No, he's green to me. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it is if you're not going to do business with me, you're either a positive or a negative. I don't see you as anything else. Mm. You know what I mean? I think I asked you one time, you were going out with Jaime or whatever, and I asked you what you were, and I was like, never mind, don't answer. You're Conlon Mahoney. That's good. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't slap a label on those You can't things. slap a label onto things it'll like change. that. It'll change. It'll And it'll change the person, because like I said, words are spells. I like made you feel yeah. a certain way. Just, yeah. like, just like when I was talking to a best friend about marriage and she felt a certain way. Right. I was like, choose your words wisely because I choose mine wisely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, not, not even on like a serious thing because that's what comedians do. They choose their words wisely in a way to make you feel funny. That's true. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> I think you just saying feel funny, maybe it was like the alliteration <laughs> of it. That made me laugh. <laughs> and like, I hope it's a trip. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. My bad. Oh, I was just saying, absolutely, words are a spell. And to think that. No, no, I got nothing. <laughs> okay, so I, I wasn't choosing my words carefully. I need to, I need to do more research and, before I say that sentence. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, that's that's good. You know what I mean? Like that's actually like one thing that I've learned about millionaire mindset is like talk less. Mm-hmm. If you listen more, like I want to do a speech fast with my best friend where we hang out with each other. We could do whatever. You, you know, it could be sexual, non-sexual. Just watch a movie or something like that. I want other people to talk for me. I want to listen to the music and stuff like that and have that go through and us not say a fucking word to each other. And if that's how it really is and you can feel something more than just talking and conversing and putting spells onto each other to make you feel a certain way, mm. if it just flows easy, because I have that problem. I talk a shit ton. I talk so much. I think I'm so good at it. I can have a podcast. <laughs> I think, and Joe Rogan inspires me. I want to do stand-up because I like George Carlin. I like Robin Williams. Robin Williams is my favorite human being in, on planet Earth. Yeah. You know Robin what I mean? He is the funniest. Man. He was the funniest, smartest, most modern human being I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Like he was a guy who loved video games so much that he named his daughter Zelda. She gets paid for the rest of her life now. Now he set her up for life just because of a name. That's a spell he cast onto her. I was talking about this yesterday in an mm-hmm. episode of the podcast with Corey and Jacob. You cast spells onto your own name because names hold values to them and they're words unlike any other word because it's yours. Yes. And they asked me, they're like, what's your middle name, Ricky? And I was like, Eugene. You know what I mean? And it makes it almost sound regal in the middle of it, of yeah. my name because Ricky, Eugene, Abiali, I used to be made fun of all the time for it and now that I'm older, I'm like, that's kind of badass. Embrace it. It's and, I, and, and I made the man. joke about it where I was like, I was like, you put Eugene in the middle of anything and it sounds hella fancy. I was like, scorch Eugene Camel. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, and then I thought of branding and I was like, Ritz Eugene Crackers. Oh, and that sounds, God, yes. And it sounds so much better. And it's like, and that's, that's, a, so that's, good. A, that's, a, that's a crazy spell. Right. That you put onto it. And for, and for him to name his daughter Zelda, that's crazy beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. He was best friends with a, with a gorilla who knows sign language named Coco. She cried when he died. He was literally best friends with a gorilla. Wow. Who? How many people can say that besides like Jane Goodall, like people like that? And oh, she didn't. She terrible. got her face ripped off from a from a from a chimpanzee. He was so in love with just one creature. That's the thing about it is people try to do so much and you can't accept everybody. He knew that he was like this gorilla is my friend, and I keep my my network small. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was obviously a very depressed human being, so he didn't think very much of himself. So he probably could have had more friends that were good for him but that gorilla right there for how sad and depressed she is in life because she's like never been able to mate she just wants a kid she just wants all those kind of things when she cried for him bro like they felt each other you know what i mean like that's beautiful yeah 
and he was so fucking and like so fucking funny dude like when he was like i always have this joke that i love by him and he was just like he's like beer commercials you always see manly men doing manly things you've just killed a deer it's it's miller time he's like why don't we have realistic beer commercials it's three o'clock in the morning and you just pissed on a dumpster it's miller time <laughs> and i was like that's so true bro like that's so true god like and you have to be so aware of yourself to Absolutely. make that joke yeah you, you know have I mean? to be and you have to be aware of how just i guess in that one you it's identifying honing in on male culture <laughs> yeah. and like you know he's able to just translate that into just what 20 words or less exactly he, yeah he sums it up less is more exactly i definitely i believe in that for sure and i struggle with that too i struggle with being materialistic like oh i just got a new phone case maybe i'll get another one because this one's waterproof or something but mm -hmm. i mean how much proof can you get on it <laughs> exactly how much proof can you get on it the proof is in the pudding <laughs> it's does it make you happy well it has been proven i'm sure in some scientific capacities and just in a life sense that buying things and achieving these levels of fame and whatnot aren't gonna make you happy like look at i was watching the i was re-watching the aaron hernandez documentary on netflix okay. which i think it's about three i think i stopped like three episodes into it so i got to the point of where he has killed himself in jail and they're performing cte he has cte in his brain like he had so many concussions and traumas from football that it literally just like decreased his awareness and decreased his like mental capacities to um behave what's the word like a mature manner right so he basically it sounded like he got famous and then he started doing a bunch of bad shit and it was like these two double lives going on i guess you know that's what you're supposed to do you like he's 24 he's living in this giant mansion he has like millions of dollars coming in and all that just kind of wound up to his demise so you gotta wonder hey maybe if he didn't have that life maybe he just stayed local and stayed you know small his rest of his life would that have still happened mm -hmm. i don't know maybe yeah, it's hard to say. Some people... It's it's strange how celebrities will think that they're above each other. Do you remember when coronavirus happened? And, um, well, I mean, it's happening right now. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> when, when the restrictions to stay at home were imposed to stay at home orders. And these celebrities in Hollywood, they were actors and actresses, most of them. They made this video of them singing Imagine. Mm -hmm. And everyone hated it. Mm -hmm. Us realistic humans who you know don't have millions of dollars coming out of our asses everyone hated that which i think it's it's funny but it's also kind of sad because we look at them and we think oh they don't understand you know they have all these possessions and this wealth around them they don't have to go outside into the real world and do what i do which is you know obviously true but wouldn't you be doing the same thing if you were them exactly you probably would be i would probably have you know a security system in my house and air conditioning and door dashing groceries which is crazy now yeah my, my grandma i was over at her house and i was like worried about her when it back in march when all the you know the restrictions had happened and whatnot and i was telling her nanny i really don't think you should go out into the grocery store at least without a mask or something she's like well what am i going to do get my groceries delivered to me she didn't realize that that existed <laughs> yeah. and i'm like yeah you can yeah. <laughs> that can happen now yeah that's like a whole thing like i was uh actually this is a really good tip for anybody who's trying to do business in the audience and even for you conlin um look up just google it like we have google for a reason mm -hmm. look up the 10 best uh job skills 2020 and it'll come up with block sharing or like cloud digitizing and like things like that uh, and bro those are like so new 
and like you can go onto like a website i think it's like 248 dollars a year to teach you coding online huh. and something and bro i can learn that and after five years or whatever yeah. of like me doing hard ass work and like building everything like that dude you can hire me to make apps for you and i could charge myself however much i want to fucking make that's a beautiful thing about having an llc and stuff yeah. like that and that's the thing about those people who sing imagine now i don't like using the word celebrities anymore i like to just say famous people because celebrities you treat them like the celebrities they'll treat you like a fan i'm never going to meet anybody who i think is my idol and ever treat them like a celebrity i'm going to treat them like they're my biggest fan and i'm theirs that's good because i like i told you i'm going to be a millionaire i'm going to be all these kinds of things i'm never going to lose myself though you know what i mean yeah. and that's the thing with a lot of people that they, they looked back at it and they're like man a lot of these people lost themselves because you know why they were singing imagine in their house and stuff like that and people like jeff bezos could spend his wealth for 449 years and still not go broke yeah and people who have that kind of wealth <sighs> crazy you got to think about that when they're so materialistic they add in all these expenses that they need like that's all that being wealthy is is your expenses are lower than how much you save and you make that's math it's literally money is math it's so simple and you know what math is the hardest subject for some people yeah and the thing that it's easiest for the subject that becomes easy for it is people like me i was very gifted at math as a young child and it's so easy mm. for me to understand things in math mm. that's the whole left right brain situation but i'm very artistic because you see me with my music and stuff like that yeah and uh actually we're gonna get into that right now so we'll we'll, we'll sidebar this for a second for sure uh, pimp your shit for a second dog you're a very good guitarist you have march lane right now right still going on so march lane's actually in a bit of a hiatus right now okay yeah so it was i was staying up at like 3 a.m i had this like song idea that i was trying to like demo out a bit um, one of those things where you just like go to bed and you're laying awake for like two minutes and then you're like, God damn it, there's a melody in my head. Now I have to try to do this or else I'm not going to sleep and I'm going to crap the bed or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, other than that, so like, you know, Jay hit us up in the group chat at like 3 a.m. I just happened to be up and I'm pretty sure like we all looked at it within an hour, which is crazy. And he's just like, you know, my dad's not going to be able to open up the church because we rehearse at um, his father's church. His dad's been super kind of us to let us, you know, be there. And he's like, yeah, my dad's not opening the church up any time in the future. And that's our main rehearsal spot. So with that, you know, we're just going to have to be um, just staying low key. We still hang out sometimes. We'll have like pizza movie nights and just mm -hmm. hang out and yeah, just shoot the shit and all that. We did this one thing where we started watching. Uh, this isn't really plugging anything, but just like a little sidebar. Um, let's go through real quick. <laughs> so we'll watch a movie with no context. We'll skip to like five minutes in and like, you know, get a glimpse of the characters <laughs> for about 20 seconds. And then we'll keep going and going to like 20, then 30, 50. We did that for like, um, it was one of like, it was, it was a Marlon Wayans one. And it was really, really funny. It was like a horror movie spoof. It wasn't. Oh, you're talking about. Uh, you're talking about. Um, you know. Uh, it. I know what you're talking about. You know it's like it's about. like the paranormal activity. Exactly. One? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's like a paranormal activity one, and we did that with no context. Funniest shit ever. Mm -hmm. And then we did that with um, some other like Disney movie or something, or like a like an animated movie or sort of. Like, a kid. Oh no, no no no! I'm sorry. It was Goosebumps two. Okay. And we did that with that and it's a great time because there's no context and you're like <laughs> laughing your ass off right it's like supposed to be serious it's fucking great man that was that was a good time uh but other than that i mean i started like recording stuff back in november of 2018 i got really heavily into this artist named white fence which is basically uh it started off as this guy tim presley who lives both in los angeles and, Sa and san francisco his um like solo recording at home his first batch of albums that came out on the album white fence by white fence you know um never meant to see the daylight never meant to do that 
uh, he just did it for catharsis. So ever since then, I've kind of been doing the same thing. I just thought that was really cool. And I do that. I don't really have a purpose in my mind to... Maybe I would, I'll probably release it. And it's going to be shit, you know. But, like, one of my favorite artists, R. Stevie Moore, that's what he would do. He would not whittle down the songs into the best ones. He just, warts and all, released it. That dude is, I think, pushing 70 now. He has, like, 400 albums out that he's all released himself. It's mm-hmm. all about that. And I like that idea. It's just cool because having a diary I think is a really good thing and to have recorded music to have these podcasts that's why I got so hyped up when you were telling me about you know you leave in the blemishes quote unquote you know that's what other people see it as but it's really just the diary this is a sonic landscape same with recording on a fucking four track I chose that because I don't know I just like the way it sounds and it just feels natural I like pushing buttons and stuff and you know I obviously want to learn how to work on Logic and Pro Tools, all these things. That's kind of what I'm going to school for to hopefully get a glimpse of that. And in the meantime, just to be able to have that at home and just to have that freedom and to push myself to do those things, it teaches you discipline and it's good. And um, plus when you have like, you know, four tracks, you can record separately. You can do drums and before you know it, you're like your own little band. Mm-hmm. So, it's, you know, it's sad because, you know, the boys can't get back together all the time. Cisco isn't always available because he's always working. Logan is, um, his parents actually keep him at home a lot with the quarantine and stuff, which I think is pretty cool. He's like one of my only friends whose like parents are doing that. So I'm glad to know that he's, you know, going to be safe and won't get sick or anything. Mm-hmm. And Jay is a busy man, but Jay is like, I feel like he's a workaholic, but he's like the chillest workaholic of like all time. Because <laughs> like, he loves his work. He yeah. loves his work. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like work for him. He's like, bro, I'm having a bad day. He keeps you up to date on his Snapchats. And he's like, I'm having a bad day, but I'm going to do it, and this is going to be it. And then you see him an hour later, and, like, whether he's playing, like, some, you know, gospel, like, he's with, you know, Don and Malik, and they're jamming out. It's just, he's enjoying and loving what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's been such a positive influence with that guy. All of them have, really. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, we haven't really recorded anything. We have stuff that we have recorded in, like, studios, and we went up to, um, this is a secret, so don't tell anybody. (laughs) right <laughs> yeah, you're look like, down uh, at the audience right <laughs> look down at the phone yeah uh but we were at sacramento city college and we made some friends with a guy at a show there and he was like yo uh, i'm part of the music program there we would love to have your band come up and record you so they had this like 24 track reel to reel that we were on we literally on tape we recorded uh two songs we did high on the mountain which is one that cisco wrote after we drove back through the snow uh, from Encino, which is where Soul Tone Symbols is at, because they sponsor Jay. You and you did that one over at Blackwater before it shut down, right? We did. We did play that. I was we, there. I was there. You were there. Yeah. Our last show at Blackwater. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I even recorded that on my phone. I have a lot of shit too. Like I've recorded. <laughs> I have 140 gigabytes of voice memos on my phone. Oh, I know, dude. You're always recording. You're I'm, actually you're actually one of the people who inspired me to do the podcast because you were always really? just recording stuff. Yeah. And I was like, it's cool. That's smart. I was like, I was like, I was like, <laughs> and then I thought about it, and then I I figured out about this app called Anchor. This is the one that I'm using for all my first 30 podcasts. Oh, yeah. And uh, they can help me get sponsored and stuff like that. Like, hell, this is even a little sponsor for them and stuff. You know what I mean? And they really nice. help people with, like, the copyright and everything like that. And I read about this on Instagram for one of my, like, business pages that I listen to. Mm. And, bro, like, when I listen to you, yeah, you have, like, so much fucking video message that it's just saved. It's just archived. You've actually immortalized some of the moments that we've had together. Yes. And that's what a podcast is or, like, an audiobook or a movie or things. It's, like, commemorating or, like, music, like you said. And, like, like all of yours is, like, super imperfect, too. 
And that'd be good to release as an audiobook, dude. You should you should do that for like if you guys ever do get famous in March Lane, you should like get together some of the best ones, oh, chop yeah. it all up and stuff, and make it as an audiobook and people can listen to it. Yeah, man. You can hear it in real time unfurling. There's literally like nights two hours I've recorded and you hear us starting off with just a a little grain and then it gets to blocks and then it's Legos and then before you know it it's a full-fledged song that we're playing there's literally instances of that of watching it just bloom and it's all raw for sure nothing's been edited out of it mm-hmm. and to do that yeah to take the best highlights of it there's definitely some gold in there there's things that the, the best thing you know when it's right you can trust your gut and yeah. you, you can hear a sound or you can feel a certain way from it that you know feels good and it may feel good for you it may be not for everyone else but you know that's how you know and the more stuff you have i believe it's gonna be quantity first and then you could splice it down to the quality quality. exactly exactly yeah because there's there's garbage there's trimming there's always fat you could trim off of there you want some lean cuts that you give the people Mm -hmm. you don't want to you know have in there like some shit shaking around no one wants to hear that or maybe they do i don't know and that's why people ask me how I got so good at freestyling. Oh, yeah? And what I used to do all the time is I wrote. Really? And I'd throw it away. Oh, and the thing that I would yeah. do, and people are always just like, oh, man, well, you could have had, like, a million-dollar verse right there or anything like that. And I was like, right. you know what I'm doing? I'm sharpening my pen in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm using I'm using a physical representation of lyrics that I can use and how I see how I write myself. And then I crinkle it up. I throw it away. And now I can freestyle like that. You know yeah. what I mean? I do it the opposite way. Yeah, you know, yeah, a lot yeah. of people freestyle first and then they write down Put stuff it on paper. to get that yeah, feel yeah, of it. Yeah. With me, is like, I want such an intricate freestyle and so, like, so beautiful. That's why Lil Wayne's my favorite rapper because he was a poet. He went through actual fucking art school. Did he? When he was super young. He's been rapping since he was eight years old. Tushi? Famously. Wow. He is wow. the best freestyle in the world because he's never written anything in his music career. And he's just awesome. done it all freestyle. And you can see it through his thing. Um, he had this... Dedication 4 is probably my favorite mixtape that he's ever had from him. Mm. And it's so different than the Carter 3, like when he released it, and the way that the lyrics are and stuff like that, it blows my mind away. He said, I'm gone off the shrooms, I'm stone-like tomb. Bitch, I do what I do like the groom. Looking death in the eye, kissing fear on the lips, I'm so faded, I'm about to disappear in this bitch. Like, poof. Like, that is a fucking amazing freestyle, and that was just the beginning of it. And he went on for so much longer. And Lil Wayne... Maybe he'll hear this podcast. I don't know. And like, and like, I will get good at music enough to where I will be able to meet him at one time because I'm going to use inciting language because words are, are magic. I'm trying to murder Lil Wayne in a freestyle game. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to murder Eminem in a freestyle game. I'm trying to murder Andre 3000 in a freestyle game. I'm trying to absolutely demolish anybody who's going to come in contact with me in a freestyle because I'll just have that skill. And, I can, I can, and when I apply it to an album it'll sound just the same. Yeah. And that feeling of like, wow, he's doing it good even in studio. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. And the way that I go in the studio is I just like, I think of a chorus or a verse first, or if I just want to just make it just like a hard thing or whatever, just turn the fucking mic on. Yeah. And <laughs> just let me do my thing. Yeah. And I'll tell you when to stop it. I'll tell you when to start it back up. Just go. I'll tell you, yeah, just get I'll tell you to get rid it. of it so because I can go harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes I go really whack. Right. You know what I mean? And that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, the beautiful yeah, totally. thing about it is when you have fun with it mm-hmm. and you do that. And with you guys, Especially with March Lane, and even when you guys were worst friends and stuff like that, even mm-hmm. though not so much with worst friends, mm-hmm. but you guys always have fun with it. Yeah. And I see the, I see the, even through the audio files, like when, when you listen to it, you can tell like the process that goes through it and how you guys were sharpening your edge. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the beautiful thing about having that memoir of it. And I think it might be cool for the audiobook. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. And like that's the thing about the good, like accidental long term relationships, because you would have never known 
that me and Cisco were friends for like a whole year and a half before meeting you guys because I could have just been a random dude who was maybe a manager or something like that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And you would have been like, oh, well, Cisco's just with his manager friend. And you'd have been like, wait a minute. They're homies? Yeah, they're They've just, known each other? Yeah, there's, yeah. <laughs> they're dudes that just rap with each other right, like right. forever and stuff. And now he's trying to be part of our band because he happens to be a really good bassist and a good singer and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that stuff's crazy. I love that stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the, that's, the, that's the stuff that I like about when it comes to art. And that's the that's the positive part of it. The negative mm -hmm. part of it is the people who are like, "Hey man, pay me uh, five thousand dollars and I'll do a dope verse for you." I'm like, "That's that's not there's a there's a time and place for everything." You know what I mean? I can't say that's bad, but that's a little bit toxic for a sense yes. of when you actually love music. Right. You know what I mean? If you actually love the music and the craft that you're able to do, obviously you're gonna have to I think go through that sort of wormhole, and it's easy to get sucked up into it. But if you just like you said stay true to yourself and you know choose your words carefully say famous people instead of celebrities you'll understand it exactly you, if you treat people like people then you'll you'll get it you know but then again if you see green there's a time and place for everything yes if that verse is worth 5k yeah <laughs> yeah it, yeah. yeah there's going to be a time there's going to be a time where your verse is worth 50k there's going to be a time for all these things countless things have probably happened i'm sure i i think like you know different timelines and shit have happened where such and such is the exact same way. Like I was, I like mowing my lawn because I get into like some. First, I, this is usually how the thought process goes. First, I'll put on some like, I don't know. Maybe it'll be something chill. Like I love Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. Like oh, yeah. that song Lost absolutely encapsulates or uh, Crack Rock. Oh my God, I was like, I was like. I think 14 years old at my boy Terry's house out in 8 Mile. It was like when I first started smoking weed. And I'm just chilling, vibing in like his bedroom. And the whole world just like opens up. I'm looking out the window and just hearing everything. That song's playing. That's what I think of. So I like to put that on. Or I'll go down a different route. Put on some like shit that gets my blood pumping. Uh, some of like White Fence's stuff. Like Soaring, Daily Peak, part two, or number two. That song like... It's just like a tape loop that opens it up, and then it's this crazy, like, I think he has reverse drums going on. You can't even hear what he's saying. His speech is so garbled. But, like, I got the vinyl, so I, like, finally saw the lyrics for the first time, which was dope. That's another song that I love. It just, like, gets your blood pumping. Crass, I was listening to yesterday, right? I started really, really digging Crass and the shit that they do. And then I'll start thinking about death and just thinking about the existence. And, you know, I'm mowing the lawn. But then I think about... Um, well, de with death, there's life. And with life, you only have so much time before you don't know what's going to happen, but mm -hmm. you want to get everything you can done. So then I get hyped up again, telling myself that, yeah, you can recycle this time and you could do so much. Time is on your side right now. I'm young. I don't feel young sometimes if I start to feel myself being consumed by dread and whatnot because I have anxiety. So that shit happens like out of nowhere or I could feel it coming up. But then you also realize but I'm alive right now. That's what Cisco's taught me, too. One time I had a panic attack when we were recording over in Lodi. This guy, I forget his name, but it's this guy's studio. And, um... Thank you. He's such a good pub. Look at him. Total chick magnet, too. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And, um, Cisco literally, like, helped me out through it. Like, that's the kind of, like, panic attack where, like... That was the first time I felt like I was having a heart attack. Like, I was going to die, you know? I called my mom. I'm like, Mom, I think I'm dying. <laughs> and uh, Cisco literally calmed me down. He was like, yeah, but I got problems with me, too. I just, you focus and live in the moment. So when it happens, you're not stressed about it. And then he found the nearest dog, and he ran it over to me so I could be comforted by it. Mm -hmm. Like, the size of young Baxter here. And <laughs> just that alone just goes to show, you know, all those things 
that's kind of what was going through my mind when I was mowing the lawn yesterday, all that. And sometimes it'll, you know, take a while for the thought process to move about. Other times it will be just all in like a second, you know. You can have that fight or flight response. And, um, you know, I'm mowing the lawn and like I have my sunglasses on and I'm like holding my balls. Because so, I've gotten hit with like a stick before, <laughs> right in the nuts when I was mowing. The, so like I just try to be aware of that the whole time. Right, you got to protect your family's rules. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Always prepared. You know, that's another thing too, like carrying on the legacy. I feel like that's a pretty empower empowering thing to have as a man and as a woman being able to sort of deliver that legacy and to nurture it and to like bring it into existence. It's really, really, really just fascinating. And it's cool when you feel that natural part, like the dog going into nature and getting little bits of nature, you know? Yeah. It's, it's um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's in us organically. Like, I grew up with German short-haired pointers, um, which are like bird hunting dogs. And all of them, from like a puppy up to like old age. Um, the first dog I ever had, by the way, was a German short-haired pointer. And she's like my password for everything. So if anyone figures that out, like, yeah, you got my shit. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um... <coughs> They point. Yeah. It's the pointer. Yeah, they point. They No one teaches them how to do it. You don't see, like, the the <coughs> mama dog teaching the baby dogs. This is how you point. It's inside of them. Mm -hmm. It's intrinsic, and it's not learned at all. It's a primary function. So those primary thoughts, those primary feelings, you know, when you take those and you're able to, I guess, just be guided by them, if they're bad and you know that some of them are bad, then that's good. Like, a serial killer maybe you know that's a sociopath their primary thoughts are going to be different from ours <coughs> but you know the main thing that separates a psychopath my roommate buddy lucas was saying this yesterday the thing that represents or separates a psychopath from a non-psychopath is a non-psychopath asking i wonder if i'm a psychopath that's it you know being aware of that and i think just having that awareness it's a good thing to know for all those people who are listening who you know you're struggling with worrying about your own existence and knowing that there is an expiration date on our bodies because we're just a temple of hamburger meat it it's good to know that well you're living right now and you're hearing this and whatever you believe in at the end you know when you die your brain is going to release the same chemicals that you have from dreaming and maybe it's just going to be one long extended dream maybe it's going to be you know your existence of your idea of heaven or hell or whatever it is maybe you're just gonna do it all again and be reincarnated as a higher form or a lower form yeah definitely no I, I really like that thing that you actually said too about like well three things that i liked about one about the pointers and stuff like that and how it's just bred inside of them because even pit boy does it too yeah you know what i mean he does a little point and stuff like that uh -huh. and also the other thing too is uh he's a terrier right mm -hmm. so he's a jack russell terrier mixed in with the dachshund which dachshunds are like kind of terriers mm -hmm. as well and uh what they are is they're digging dogs they're digging dogs they're rat rat and badger yes. catchers you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah and so he does a lot of like scraping movements and like whenever he's with me he'll like do this thing where he goes on his back legs and he tries like digging to me you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, i noticed yeah, yeah. that it's, awesome. it's really cute and that's why a lot of people have terriers or they just want to cling to the name of a terrier yeah like i'll ask them all the time like is if they have must i'm like oh what is it they're like oh it's a terrier mix i was like yeah but what kind you know what i mean because i know dogs a lot you know what i mean mm -hmm. they're like i don't know it's just a short-haired terrier and i'm like that doesn't really exist but yeah it's just the, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything it's just like i just want to know like i yeah. love knowledge you know what i mean right right and then when you were talking about uh the the sociopath and the psychopath thing mm -hmm. i remember i think it was october or september and we were having a conversation on in front of the blackwater last year and you were like man ricky you know you kind of have some like sociopathic tendencies a little bit too and i was like yeah i do you know what i mean and like that that acknowledgement of it 
into things like that because my sociopath uh, that I would have for, I guess, like my, my altar, I guess, you know what I'm saying, my, my dark or whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, everybody has that id about totally. them. You know what I mean? It's that there, Jung yeah. and Freud talk about and, you know, Nietzsche and stuff like that. Yeah. It's it's that sociopath. And the reason why I do it is because it's, it's out of love, though, because I am addicted to making people feel special. So the people who don't need to feel special around me mm-hmm. will get that sociopath. That person who doesn't fucking really need to have emotions to you, yeah. I will not add to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in a healthy way, what I realize how to do it is to let people do their thing. And that's why I keep on saying about the about the accidental long-term relationships, bro. I'm going to let it unfold now. What I learned about these last two relationships that I had that are really bad and really toxic is I was also toxic too, mm-hmm. but in a different way. I allowed the people to make me toxic because I was so bare bones. You know what I mean? Like I said, I break down barriers. And when you break down barriers on somebody with a weird connection like you have with a woman as a straight male, and you haven't had that much opportunity, like I'm only 24, like I'm not 40, I haven't had that much opportunity of going out with women and stuff like that, you know, and everything like that. Like, even though people think of me as a womanizer and they look at me and they're always like, oh, women are always hitting on you and you're so good looking, Ricky, and blah, blah, blah and stuff. I don't give a shit about any of that. You know what I mean? Because to be honest with you, the last two people I've been in long-term relationships with, I don't even think they're that attractive. There was something else that caught me Mm. about it. And it was kind of more like a childlike wonder. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that sociopathic tendency was gone. Right. And I wanted to give them something. But maybe they had sociopathic or psychopathic tendencies. And, and I didn't yeah. and I didn't acknowledge it because I, I love I'm addicted to making people feel special. So I made them feel special. They respected it so much that they wanted to be with me. That's not a gift. <laughs> That's what I learned. That's <laughs> yeah. not a gift. It's not a gift. That's not a gift. That's being attached. Yeah. They got attached to me. Women get attached to me very easily because I'm so fucking genuine. Right. I'll tell them straight up, hey, so like, you know, uh, fucking, you know, I'm not trying to just, you know, just like, you know, fucking leave or whatever. Like, if you want to fuck or whatever, like, that's cool. But like, why am I going to make all this time for you to just not have anything go somewhere? You know what I mean? Like, that's stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I already wanted to do whatever, that's what I would do whatever. The thing is, I'm such a gentleman. And this is the actual truth. I'm such a gentleman. That, yeah, maybe I could be a man whore. I've never been one. Right. Because in a lot of situations where you are man whoring and stuff like that, you're taking advantage of yourself and other people. And I don't feel like that's fair. Yeah, you're riding out people's emotions. Being drunk or high, using that as, a, as an ability to get into somebody's fucking genitals that and is, to fucking get what you want. That is a filthy excuse, really. Exactly. Yeah, oh, I was fucked up the other night. Oh, no, it's, it's, I was just gone. That, no, but yeah. you, you were you. You're saying I. What changed? Exactly. What changed? You're still yourself, you know? Like... For me, my sociopathic thing is, uh, I was seeing a therapist last year, and he was telling me, dude, you have, like, a lot of masks that you present to people. And I do. There are a lot of masks, and, you know, I go into a situation, and it'll be this, or like this. A lot of crowd of people, I'll try to be more outgoing, but, like, one-on-one sometimes, I struggle with that. It could be hard. Um, And, you know, having the masks is cool. It's like a short-term solution, but in the long run, you kind of lose sight of yourself. So that's kind of what I'm trying to knock down now. Realizing, okay, yeah, I could be an asshole, but I could also be really, really caring and compassionate. I have a lot of empathy. Like, I'm a very empathetic dude. I I um, was listening to, I think, a podcast or something, and I started crying in the car. Because, like, someone's st- I forget. I don't, it's weird because I don't remember who it was. But, like, I was just crying because their story, what they were talking about, was just so hard it wasn't a sad story i could just feel in their voice that they were having a hard time and that just made me sad maybe it's because i relate to it there you go that's maybe like the narcissistic level like this could happen to me so i'm sad but this couldn't happen to me so i'm okay you know it's like nah (laughs) yeah sometimes that happens sure 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 you know everyone's different um but i think it's cool though i like uh 
just to go back, I like knowing that this guy here is a mix with a dachshund too. That's so dope. Like, I was on a camping trip with my girlfriend in Big Sur, and her and like a lot of other family friends were up there, and this one guy had a dachshund who is like a fucking hood dog, man. This thing was gnarly, and it had its teeth removed, so there was like a little like lip that would get stuck on the top tooth, so it always looked like it was snarling at you. And for like six hours a day, this dog would just dig and dig and dig, try to find gophers and like ferrets and stuff. It was awesome. I don't know if those are natural to the Big Sur area, but... Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. But it's, it's bred into him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, that's yeah, the yeah. thing is, like, we can even connect that with dogs to humans. Like, what do we have bred inside of us? Right. I believe in a lot of philosophy. And you know me. I was trying to be a monk for, like, forever. People would even call me Jesus. You know what I mean? Mm. And stuff like that. Mm. And just, like, I filled that void for people of, like, knowing somebody who was a monk. And so they clung to that. And the closest thing we know in America a lot of times is Jesus. You know what I mean? Well, the reason you're out here right now doing all this is because you went to the school and I remember they told you, you're not ready. You need to go out and you need to live more of your life. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah the, the monks who I did talk to were just like, well, man, you're skipping a lot of steps. And that's what I learned. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, I, I did. I am. I'm skipping a lot of steps. There's nothing I'm going to be able to do to help a 40-year-old divorced woman. That's, one of the, that's what one of the monks taught me. He's like, what the fuck am I going to do with a 40-year-old divorced woman? That's what monks do. They help people. Yeah. You are a guru. How are you going to guru people if you don't actually know? And I was like, that's so true. You know what I mean? Like, because no matter what, what gurus live off of is their students. You're a teacher, no matter what. And that Mm -hmm. student that you have, if you have any bad in you, Mm -hmm. it's going to personify. And like I said with with the philosophy thing, I believe that you inherit the sins of your father. Not just your father, it's your mother. But in a basic format, I'll just say father. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So you inherit the sins of your father. What are you going to do to remove that karmic bond? You know what I mean? And that's the thing about becoming your own man. And I will preach this to any man that's listening to the podcast right now because I fucked up and I should have done it too. But it's okay if you fuck up too. That's the thing that you need to learn about. But as a man in America, you need to leave your fucking house at 18, no matter how hard it is. Yeah. You need to go to outside of your hometown at the age of 18. When you were 16, you should save up for two years. Then when you're 18, doesn't matter if your mom and your dad are going to be like, no, it's fine. Live with us. It doesn't matter if you fuck up. Mm-hmm. From 18 to 24, try your goddamn hardest to get out. Because even if you only meet it halfway there, oh, you didn't get it out of your hometown, but you're still inside your hometown, and now you're in your own place, though? Bro, you're already out of your own place. Yeah. Now, 25 to 30, get out of your hometown. There it is. You know what I mean? Stuff yep. like that. And as a man, you should definitely do that. That is like the first step that you should do right and coming with the sociability thing and the psychopathic tendency thing and the long-term relationship stuff and everything like that if it's real as fuck dude let it go it'll always come back that's the thing i've been learning about with my best friend too because you were talking about crying i didn't cry for a very fucking long time and i haven't cried for a, a long time you know what i mean and last last sunday i cried and i did it because i was talking about how much i love my best friend and like what i want to do with her to my mom and I was, like, talking about, like, man, mom has been, like, really fucking hard this past, like, 14 years, you know, because she has cancer and stuff like that. And, like, you don't know how hard my life has been. Like, nobody knows, you know what I mean? Because I don't talk about it ever because I don't need to do that unless it's the one person who's going to be my significant other who can help me through it because that's what I need as a woman to help me out with things about your mom. You choose your words very carefully and you choose who you say those words to just as carefully. Exactly. And I can say that to my friends, too, and yeah. I will get that. And with certain people who do have that, you know, that thing, mm. you know, stuff like that. Like, my friend Corey, his mom had cancer. You know, and stuff like that. So he kind of gets it, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. I've known him for a whole decade now, yeah. which is crazy to think. You know what I mean? I've known him since I was 14 years old. You know, like, holy shit. You know, that's, that's awesome. nuts. Yeah, and I'm 24 now, and we're, we've grown together so much. But, like, I can talk to that about people, but only with certain people. Mm. And so when you hold that back, like, that's the reason why I only see people as green or positive and negative. You know what I mean? 
like it's because of those things like i'm choosing my words carefully i'm choosing who i'm going to be around carefully i'm choosing those long-term relationships i'm going to have carefully because mm-hmm. i'm going to keep it small and the people who are going to be there with me who can boss up first and when i come back and they're bossed up and i'm bossed up and it'll keep on going yeah. that doesn't matter i want to live to be 127 years old what the fuck is five years that's not true. even one percent that's nothing yeah that's not even one percent that's true that's a good point and so with that right there, no, I'm sorry, that, that that's a little bit more than 1%. I'm horrible at math. But uh, that's like 2.5% or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that's that's nothing of my life. Yeah. You get a 2.5% out of 100 on a test, you failed. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, that's 50% is failing, too. 50% is failing. So yeah. if you were there only half of my life, you failed. Yeah. <laughs> which isn't which isn't which isn't wrong to say, you no, know what I mean? No, 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 but like no, no, also no. it's not bad to say either. It's not the fact of that, but it's like, oh, you want to be a part of my life? Well, if you're not there at least 50% of it, you failed. Yeah. Oh, I had a long-term relationship for 3 years. That's not a fucking long-term relationship, but It's not long-term. I've had I've been friends with you almost as long as that, and I worked hard with a person to try and make those 3 years happen, and it was hard as fuck. Yep. And with you, it just flowed. It just it's flows easy naturally. Shit it's absolutely easy. I don't shit. want anything out of you besides you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I've been learning about. And that's the thing about these great, like, long-term relationships. See, I told you it goes full circle. We already all have a, almost a whole hour down, and it went all the way right back to it. Full circle. It's you crazy. Said, you said you know 56. Yeah, is. right. Like 56, 57. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. I, I, feel like, I feel like I'm getting really good at hosting and stuff like that and kind of catching the flow of it. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's great with guests like you because it makes it really fucking easy. You know Thanks, what I mean? Man and stuff like it's Thanks. great I, i'm glad i'm glad to be a low-hanging fruit for sure <laughs> uh, maybe 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 a little higher next time but yeah <laughs> no no that's no no see and that's the thing about low-hanging fruit bros they're easy to grab they feed people yes the high-hanging fruit you have to work so hard for them and shit like that i don't know are they the sweetest one sometimes you get up there and there's a worm in it yeah. like oh there's a fucking worm in it and i bit into it. there's half a worm now <laughs> or it's not or it's not the sweetest one yeah exactly Exactly. Maybe they're low hanging because they're just so bodacious that they just gotta fall now. Look <laughs> <laughs> how thick you are. Juicy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Double cheeked up on a Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. <laughs> mm. <laughs> she would not hear with all that ass. <laughs> oh my gosh. So oh. is, is there anything else that you would like to like wrap up about the whole thing? Um, you mean like about this? Or? Yeah, just about just about anything really. In all honesty, I, I think. Every time I leave talking to you, it's the same feeling that I get like when I was younger and I didn't, my parents would drag me to church or something. Like I grew up going to, you know, Christian church and you just leave with like that good spirit. <laughs> you feel like your palate's not been cleansed, but it's been just like, I don't know, gifted and like sprinkled with honey and like nice spices. <laughs> thank you. Like, yeah, thank you, man. Seriously, this yeah. is, you're, you're a very, I'm really glad to hear that you're doing this podcasting thing because you know a lot of people can do it and they can talk the talk and they can try to walk the walk but if they're not natural if they don't have that flow that you're talking about you know it's it's gonna be hard like some people there's this one book like a kid's book there was like a white butterfly that everybody made fun of and then there was like a super pretty butterfly that everyone loved and was so popular but then this one day and it's a dark ass child's book i guess but this hawk came by or some kind of bird and the white butterfly was able to blend into a rose a white rose and to live and the other one couldn't and it got swept up and eaten and died. And uh, I think there's like too much fluff in the world. And you just have the fluff that is natural and organic. <laughs> you don't try for it, but it's right. there. Yeah. 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 So no. I'm really I'm really glad that you have me on here, man. Thank you for having me. And I'm glad to be in, I guess, the early days, quote unquote, of it. Episode 10 of God knows how many. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which one this is going to be in the, in the spectrum of it. But yeah, it's the 10th episode I've done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. And so on that note right there, thank you so much, Conlon, for being here. Like I always say, this has been your host, Scorch Camel. This has been another wonderful episode of the podcast. 
Good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon, good lunch, good brunner, good whatever you want to call it, good midnight, <laughs> good noon, and you're enough, you're beautiful, you're loved. If you want to be better, go ahead and be better. You know that you could do it. I hope you take everything with a grain of salt and a little spoonful of sugar, because yes. that's the way that you need to do it. And Oh man, I don't remember what I was going to say on the other end of the podcast because I forgot. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. There you go. I remember I was going to say something at the end of the podcast uh, in my last episode that I was going to make a trademark. I'll have to listen to it again. So I forgot on this one. So my bad, ladies and gentlemen. But that's okay though because we'll just keep on riding it out. Got to go with the flow. It's that good fluff like he was talking about Absolutely. and everything. And I want you guys to make sure that you know that there is no censorship ever on this podcast. And you will say whatever you want to, even if you're a guest on here. Who knows? Have a wonderful day.